I'm Frederick County Executive Jan Gardner. Thank you for joining us for today's public information briefing. Today, I will be announcing the results of two programs designed to make life better for people in our community and to help lift our community to a better place than where they were before the pandemic. Throughout my administration, I've used these briefings to update the public on programs and services that Frederick County government provides and to bring openness and transparency to all that we do. The public expects and deserves to know how their tax dollars are being invested. And that's true whether we're talking about local county tax dollars as part of the annual budget. And it's also true when we have one-time money like the unprecedented $50.4 million that was allocated to Frederick County through the American Rescue Plan Act, which we call ARPA to respond and recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. When we learned how much money the county would receive, we knew we needed to have a public process. So we knew how the, how the public felt these dollars should be spent. So we conducted a public survey. We held three community roundtable discussions to determine where our community saw the greatest need. Based on all the feedback we collected from you, the residents of Frederick County, we established seven priorities for our road to recovery. They are health, health disparities, children and families, economic recovery, mental health, seniors, and transportation. We have used our funds in a variety of ways to support our public health response. For instance, if your family picked up a free test kit or masks from your local libraries, those items were purchased with these federal funds. Our high volume vaccination clinics, which we ran for months, and our testing sites um, that the Frederick County Health Department operated are another example of how these funds were used for health. We also directed some of our allocation uh, to as grants to hard hit businesses and to our human service nonprofit agencies that were really on the front line to help people in need. Our goal is to allocate these dollars wisely so we can make a long-term difference and really lift our community to an even better place. Throughout the past 16 months, we have had an internal committee that has been reviewing requests from county divisions, as well as from community organizations on how to use a portion of these allocations. Federal dollars always come with a lot of strings attached and with some pretty strict requirements. So we saw fairly quickly that many of our smaller nonprofits weren't able to take advantage of our grant programs because the requirements were simply too challenging and the paperwork and reporting requirements might seem overwhelming to them. So Frederick County set about creating our own pass-through grant program using some of our ARPA funds to help these smaller nonprofit agencies and to put more of the reporting requirements actually back on the county rather than on the nonprofit. We called the program Anchor or ARPA Nonprofit Community Health and Recovery. Anchor seemed like an appropriate name since anchors keep ships safe during rough seas and COVID certainly created rough sailing over the past two years. The anchor grants were designed to provide some security until the health and financial storms have passed and we're still making progress through that. Grant funds could be used to help a nonprofit recover from revenue gaps or increased expenses. Many experienced a drop in fundraising or donations and also experienced a much higher demand for service. 
and they had to expand or create community programs to help address the growing needs or new needs created by COVID-19. To be eligible, an organization has to be a 501c3 or C19 in good standing, located in Frederick County, and have an annual budget of no more than $500,000. So again, we were trying to target those smaller nonprofit agencies. Um, the majority of the people that these organizations served have to be Frederick County residents. And because the goal of this program is to support groups that had not had opportunities for earlier grants, certain types of organizations that had been targeted in earlier programs were excluded by intent. So I'm pleased to announce that 34 eligible nonprofits are being offered anchor grants, and we will be sending out award letters this week. The amount of each grant varies based on proven need and could be as high as 15% of an organization's annual budget. The minimum grant is $5,000. Combined, the grants total approximately $726,000. These grants are an investment in our community and in our future. We're helping organizations that help people in need. Grants focus on the seven priority areas that we identified. For example, to address health, one nonprofit will provide prenatal support and childbirth education for families that otherwise could not afford education and care. Under health disparities, Support groups will help the LGBTQ community and their families. They'll help seniors who don't speak English to gain access to services. And they'll also support grieving black women who with counseling and life coaching. Several programs will be focused on helping children and families by providing opportunities for children to explore the arts, STEM programs, and our local history and teach adults how to build stronger marriages. Grants will help with economic recovery by drawing shoppers and diners to our main streets, our heritage areas and community theaters, and by offering workforce training and mentoring to single moms and others. Peer recovery programs provide much needed support for people struggling with mental health or other priorities. Seniors will be supported by um, instruction on reading, having food delivered to their homes, and to be able to get support to care for their adopted pets. So again, you'll see a lot of different types of, uh, of organizations and grants being funded through the anchor grants. The final priority area is transportation. And these grants will help veterans access services and learn new skills as well as take some steps to help keep drunk drivers off our roads. This is just a sampling of how our community benefits from the good work being done by these small nonprofit organizations. The 34 nonprofits are being offered grants are, are listed and I'm going to say them in alphabetical order. Some of these are familiar, but others are less so. The first one is Avani. African American Resources Cultural and Heritage Society, which is better known to most of us as ARCH, the Animal Welfare League of Frederick County, the Birthing Circle, Brunswick Main Street, the Catoctin Furnace Historical Society, Centro Hispano of Frederick, Children of Incarcerated Parents Partnership, 
City Youth Matrix. Crossed Bridges. February Star Sanctuary. Frederick Books Art Center. The Frederick Center. The Frederick Children's Chorus. Frederick Regional Youth Orchestra. Fredericktown Players. The Global Z Recording Project. Certainly a new, a new organization to me. Heart of the Civil War Heritage Area. I Believe in Me. Justice and Recovery Advocates. Justice Jobs of Maryland. Learning Tree. Literacy Council of Frederick County. The Marriage Resource Center of Frederick County. On Our Own. Our Dream Pursuits. Safe Ride Foundation. Supporting Older Adults Through Resources, uh, also known as SOAR. Sophie and Madigan's Playground. The Stedman Keenan Post Number 96 of the American Legion in Brunswick. STEM Enable. The Veteran Enhancement Project. Whole Heart Grief and Loss Resource Center and Women to Women Mentoring. So I'd like to congratulate all of these organizations and thank them for all they do to make life better for people in our community. I wanna take a few minutes to update you on a second grant program that we announced uh, earlier this spring, and that's our Farmer Relief Grants. Now we know that supply chain issues brought on by the pandemic, coupled with the war in Ukraine, have caused major hardships for our agricultural community. Particularly the war in Ukraine caused the cost of fertilizer to skyrocket. Some of our farmers have reported fertilizer tripling in price over the course of a year. And I think there's some examples where it's even more than triple. Prices rose so rapidly that some farmers chose to leave their fields fallow. And that has an, as an issue for all of us because it could lead to shortage for consumers in the months ahead of food. It's important that our farmers are able to continue growing crops. So we set aside 2.4 million of our American Rescue Plan Act funds to help cover the cost of fertilizer for Frederick County farmers. The farmer relief grants proved to be very popular. We had over 120 applicants and we are granting funding to support 72,500 acres of uh, crops for fertilizer. And that's about 40% of all of the uh, acres of farmland in Frederick County. Now I had the opportunity to talk to farmers in the last few weeks. I did attend their uh, annual uh, Farm Bureau picnic. And um, I will say there are farmers who expressed uh, gratitude uh, for the support this program provides to them. To the best of our knowledge, no other county in the state of Maryland, or maybe the whole country, has used their ARPA funds to support their farmers in this way. And it really speaks to our um, value for agriculture in Frederick County. Now, originally we planned to provide $20 per acre of cropland, but I'm pleased to announce today that we were able to increase that amount to $25 per acre. So we are looking at whether we can use uh, the, the funds remaining from what was allocated to this program to provide some additional options for some farmers who may have fallen through the cracks because of some of the requirements, specifically that uh, the majority of the operator's gross income over the past two years had come from farming. We really wanted to target these grants to our full-time farmers. 
Um, but w there are some exceptions. So when an operation, a farm operation is getting started, it may be common for a farmer to work full-time off the farm and full-time on the farm. And so we're going to look to try to expand some support for people who may fall in that category. Keeping agricultural economically viable has been a longstanding priority of my administration. Frederick County leads the state in agriculture. Our agriculture industry generates $1.5 billion in economic impact for our county. And my goal is to ensure that we leave a legacy of agriculture for future generations. And certainly I hear from people in our community on a regular basis that they value our agricultural heritage. The Farmer Relief and the Anchor Grant programs are possible thanks to the hard work of a small group of county staff who work evenings and weekends, and I know they do that because they respond to my emails on evenings and weekends, to make sure that um, they can get these funds out the door and that they can help people, as many people as possible. We really haven't hired any more people to manage all of these numerous grant programs that we have had over the past uh, year or so to help get these grant funds into our business community and to our nonprofits and to others who, who benefited from them. So leading this team is Dan Lewis, the Deputy Director of Finance for the County. I also want to acknowledge Kelly Getz, the Director of Operations in our Citizen Services Division, Accounting Supervisor Robin Inskeep, and Accountant Chad Breeden. And for the Farmer Relief Grant Program, I want to acknowledge Katie Stevens, and Becca Tucker, and Jacqueline Bryant with our Office of Economic Development. These men and women worked tirelessly to make sure that all the grant applications were completed. They followed up with applicants when there was information missing. They ensured that the grants were awarded fairly to all of the eligible participants. And I will say this is a lot of hard work and they do an outstanding job of making sure this money is administered in compliance with all the federal requirements. We can all be proud that Frederick County supports our agricultural and our nonprofit communities. Through their hard work, they really do make life better for all of us. So this concludes today's public information briefing. Please remember that students are gonna be headed back to school tomorrow. So watch for children who are getting onto the, the buses and who are walking to schools. So thank you all for joining me for today's briefing. We're really happy and excited to be able to support our nonprofits with anchor grants and to continue to support our farmers as we recover.